This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Forever! First choice is a big old bus. You turn around and boom, you end up with us. Sloppy seconds. Oh, Diva. Welcome to Sloppy Seconds, you fucking fucks, you stupid fat fucks. You're all overweight. What am I doing? <laughs> I actually, I will tell you this. I recently have been feeling um, fat? Yeah. Overweight. Yeah. Is it because you've started working out and, and then I had like... to stop because of my injury? I, you, there's other you can do cardio with you don't need I know, your wrist I know to I can walk. fully do cardio <laughs> but when I was working out I was just lifting weights yeah and I was well, like this is amazing <laughs> never did cardio a day that I was doing does that, that do anything besides build muscle like don't no, you gotta keep all that I, he asked me he was like let's talk about your diet and I was like no no I'm not no, trying no, to get no. smaller. I want to get bigger. I was like, I want to get tits and arms and an ass. Mm. And so he was into it. But by pure. You're trying to fill out those Speedos? <laughs> yeah. In the Speedos on my arms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Speedos on my tits. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, you, you just wear like ass. a spandex onesie when you're out performing. It must be nice to wear clothes that breathe. I think what it is. Yeah, I know. Unlike you, layers of wet pads. Oh, God. It's just awful. Wet wipes in your pad. You mm. just like stuff your tights with wet wipes. Mm-hmm. No, that one time I stuffed it with wet <laughs> towels because I left my pads. In I LA. still do not understand why you didn't call the front desk and ask for dry towels because they would have the, given them. To my you. brain didn't work like that. My brain was just like, I need to. But get you grew this. up rich. So like you're just like, bring me the things that I want. Yes. <laughs> so why didn't you ask? Because I wasn't thinking. I grew up rich. I didn't have to. Um, why does this say this episode is brought this to you? This episode is brought to you by Helix Mattress. No, it's not. I'm very excited to say that we have a new sponsor. No. It's Helix Mattress. You- and they're going to send me a bed. Helix Mattress. <laughs> I know. I asked for a new bed, too. Anyway, Anna, I don't this think, episode is sponsored by Helix Mattress. I don't think it Thank works. you, Helix, for your time. Now, if you're looking for a comfortable bed and you have a high BMI, <laughs> that means body mass index, Helix Mattress has a mattress B-M-I. for you. Anyway, a Helix Mattress mattress is a mattress that you can sleep on in their purple, I think, or is that no, a different brand? A different I saw a commercial where they put an egg on a bed and that's dropped a glass on it. Is it. that Helix? Nope. No, that's not a Helix. No. Okay. I also saw a commercial. What am I? Okay. Brooklinen. <laughs> if you want sheets for your Helix mattress bed. We have one advertiser currently. No, we have more than that. But the one that you really need to be focused on is the mental health one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of mental health, let's bring out our guest. Wow. <laughs> Triggering. He's a comedian. He's a hot gay person. He's and, been on TV. And he's a spider enthusiast. What? Mm. <laughs> Please welcome Joel Kambuster. Joel Kambuster. Hello. Thanks Hi, Joel. for having me, guys. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Um. Did you save that spider's life? Which spider? Oh, the spider that I posted on my Instagram. Yeah, that's one right. of the many. Yeah, <laughs> I have been instructed. I moved close to the LA River, and all my neighbors are like, "Please, God, don't kill any of the spiders," because the other bugs in the area are so intense because of the river, like the mosquitoes and the spiders, etc. Oh. And they're like, the spiders are actually actually integral to like all of our safety the um, la river ecosystem yeah so i've been instructed and i for some reason 
doesn't listen. I don't know. But there is a spider that lives on one of my doors that I do. I have. I I check on her frequently. I named her Jerry. Oh. <laughs> And um, there's a little sign above the door now that says, please do not use the door handle. I do not use the door handle because it's where Jerry lives. So what do you press on it? I, yeah, I pre- it? It's a glass sliding door <laughs> and I press on it and slide. There's like, it's Hand filthy. Prints. It's filthy. Because she lives in the I handle? I know. I keep trying to like figure out if there's a good way to move her. But there's something comforting. I like I don't Maybe have- she can get in a relationship. I, <laughs> She'll move to a tree nearby. I like, keep thinking about adopting a cat and I'm like, I'm never home. I don't have the time. And there's something nice about jerry because like she's like self-sustaining and like i come home and there she is and like i've i've really imbued her with a big personality and yeah. it's just a fucking spider is it jerry um, with a j or jerry with it's a g? jerry with a g yeah yeah like mm, obviously jerry, jerry, Howell. But jerry Howell, no, honored like, what's her last name i don't know she has like a new married last name yeah no it's from secession succession <laughs> jerry from succession got it Jerry from Secession. Uh, and you recently moved, right? Yeah. Uh, in October, I decided sort of without evidence or checking or science that my old apartment had mold. Uh, and I, I said, know that feeling. When you get yeah. that feeling, you can like you never just, like, sleep again. Coughing yeah. And, like... yeah, I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would be like coughing. And I was like sick pretty much like since I moved to LA yeah. I have been like low grade and I have a lot of like respiratory issues and sinus issues so I was sort of like maybe it's just that but I was just like no I have a feeling I have mold and I'm gonna move <laughs> <laughs> and so I I was it was a month to month lease too so I was like oh, okay, oh, I'm sick. out yeah yeah and I found a nice like you know in my budget like house so I was like rent of course yeah that's Please. the dream though yeah. like to and that was what, what i always thought about moving to la like yeah. you know you think about like you move to new york and you're like okay i'm gonna have 12 roommates in a cramped apartment right. you think about like in chicago you have like you know like it's like a little th- three-story thing with like mm-hmm. a wooden like back porch yeah. And, yeah. Like, and in la you're like i can rent a house yeah i just want to be on the ground yeah. yeah it's so weird in new york i was like i want to be high high really? high high high, high oh, up no. in the air and now in la i'm like get me on the ground Baby. What was the highest apartment like floor? Oh, I mean, I was like on the sixth floor oh, probably. Okay. Oh, okay. I fucked a guy who like lived in Midtown on the fifty seventh floor of some like, oh, no, huge I'm not, building. I'm not talking that. I mean, oh. just like I liked like pre-war like walk-up style. Got it. Like I liked that at energy. I don't. Which I don't war? want like, our current war. war? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but th- those big buildings, those drive me nuts because I, it, like, it literally took me 20 minutes because I had to like sign in mm-hmm. and then also just riding the elevator, like waiting for all that traffic. I know. And sometimes you need to, like in some of those newer buildings, you need your key to like use yeah. the elevator too. And it's like, that is actually um, homophobic. Right. You're uh, like, how can I wait? Grinder yeah, yeah, how it's am like, I supposed to get a hookup? Yeah, exactly. I have to see you in the lobby Anytime light? I'm <laughs> traveling in the hotel house, that situation i'm like you are making this so much more difficult for me i have to go and like awkwardly meet them in the lobby and all those fucking night dorm like they know what's going on they know literally when i'm traveling in a hotel and i see that i immediately roll my eyes it's like before you even get to the room different reason because i know i'm not gonna have my hotel room key out in time for that so I'm just like in full drag uh-huh. at like 2am just like where to go where to go where to go digging through my shit oh yeah. golly I probably look like a hooker at the end of the night nope cause you don't look like a woman <laughs> oh. uh, <laughs> so so you okay um 
Illinois. Yes. Pl- Plainfield? Plainfield, Illinois. Go on. Where's I know. That? It's, it's um, in south- a field pretty plain. Southwest <laughs> suburbs of Chicago. Oh, okay. It's like as far out as you can be and still be considered a Chicago suburb, oh. basically. Melissa McCarthy, also from I've there. Heard of her. Maybe you heard of her. Her cousin, Jenny the McCarthy, boss? also wow. from there. Did you know that they were cousins? No. Yeah, they, oh, that that's real. Like I, no, no. <laughs> Truly? Truly. Truly related by blood. So do you think Melissa will be on The Masked Singer? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Jenny would guess it. That's my biggest pet peeve with that show is those fucking judges are useless and they don't, they think that we're, because stu- Jenny McCarthy is constantly like, I don't know, I think it could be Barack Obama under the mask. And it's like, you know that that's not true, Jenny. You know that's not right. I think the second episode of the first season, someone sh- like guessed Lady Gaga. And yeah, I was it's like, like, you're wrong. What do you like, think, the- like, no one is stupid enough to believe that. But then they are be, they have been getting they get like really adjacent yeah. a celebrities like well that Michelle Williams clip was heartbreaking heartbreaking did you see the Michelle Williams no. Michelle Williams the came singer in, not the actress the, yeah the well, singer I, I yeah. <laughs> she well Michelle Williams the actress is also a singer was in cabaret oh sure um, and. Uh, and wasn't she in uh, oh, Chicago uh, and no. no no that was Renee Renee's Zellweger. Zellweger. Renee and in um, the Greatest Showman. That is a film I've never seen. Um, I but mean, I've seen every drag queen perform. <laughs> this is <no>. me. <laughs> Just arms up and I ball down. <laughs> um, but she came in, I want to say fourth on The Masked Singer, and she was unmasked. She was a bug of some sort, uh, which is humiliating. Mm-hmm. And then she cried and she was a like, yeah, I did this show because I cannot get work. And it was like. Listen, I know we have, in our community especially, done a lot of legwork to make Michelle Williams a joke. <laughs> but but at the end of the day, she's, she, done, it too. she's, done, it she's too. done her fair amount of work as well. But she is still a member of Destiny's Child. She is still, like, we should, she should not be having trouble finding work. The flip side is... Here's the problem. She could be getting work at a different level. That's true. Because she is full lying and she... She might not be making much money, but she must be making some Destiny well, Child money Broadway still. For a bit. I, the, my thing is, is this is my theory, and she and I got don't the range. I don't want to be like <laughs> I don't want to be hateful towards your um, evangelical listeners, your yeah. your Christ believing listeners. But I think the pivot to Christianity was the wrong move for oh, her. Yeah, for sure. Afterwards. The problem was it they, wasn't a pivot; it was just a reveal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's just left that closet door closed. But like they don't show. They did those. People were like not thirst in that community, coming from that community myself, are not thirsty for Michelle Williams. I'm no. Sorry, they're not. No. Even though when uh what <laughs> when is Jesus that when Jesus say, say yes, yes is a, a bop. It's a bop, it's a bop honey. And it's a what? crossover bop. And she got what? Beyonce on it. And yeah, Beyonce's did. part is kind of the worst part of the song. Yeah, it's really so this is the thing though. You ha- you get one. You get yes, one call right. to Beyonce to feature. And she wasted and she it on wasted that. It on when Jesus said yes. And but then Beyonce, Beyonce goes like, you know what? I'll have you at the Super Bowl. And she's like, all you got to do is make sure that you don't look like an idiot. And then she looks like an idiot. Shot her out of the dance. But you get shot out of a ground cannon and see how you See if you know I don't how even to think they can handle the uh, weight. Bend your knees when you land. She landed, she landed like a statue. Right. Just boom. Boop, boop. Uh, they tried to cut away from it too, but you saw her stumble. But it, it was still sad. It was, still, <laughs> it was sad to see her on the mass singer crying about not being able yeah, to work. I felt bad because oh uh, I think you know she she served her country um, for those years. She was a survivor yeah, for a short period and, of time, and she deserves more. I but. feel like she was added to Destiny. Shot. Wasn't there like an issue? Like there was Latavia, Latavia, and, and then her sister left, and then they just found her and brought her in. Well, so she wasn't just actually her. singing was on Jumpin' Jumpin'. She can sing. 
But she's not on Jumpin' Jumpin'. No, they she... just threw her in the video. So her voice isn't in that song. Because they had pre-recorded a bunch yeah. of the music, obviously. She's that girl who comes in in the second act of Dreamgirls. What's her name? Oh, Dina. right. Yeah. <laughs> the one that replaces uh, Yeah, Effie. Yeah. <laughs> That's... And then we get, you know, the other drag queen song. So yeah. speaking of Jesus. You were raised religious? Yes, very religious. Like, I was going to be a youth pastor at one point. What? Like truly maybe you four, didn't have the range, 4 months before I came out of the closet, came flying out of the closet. I was like, I'm going to go to Cedarville Bible College and become a youth pastor. That's so what yeah. why? Just because um, why not like the just plan the that your parents had you for you? To be a youth I pastor. thought like youth pastor was more fun and like performative, I guess, and like cool. Like you get to wear jeans and like <laughs> you, you could have had you like a Madonna the music bike. is better, yeah. <laughs> Um, and it was like the the more like rock star. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know why I wanted that. I, I was really, really into the church. I was like really involved in the church. And like, I thought if I like immersed myself even further in the church, I wouldn't be gay anymore. Mm-hmm. And then I smelled Axe body spray on Esteban Vega in choir. And I was like, nope, I'm gay. I'm gay. I'm Ooh. gay. I'm gay. Uh, Do you think he did all green full spray? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I I, that's shady to Esteban because I actually don't think it was Axe because he's not he's like a real he's like he's like working in fashion now and I think he was like pretty deep like pretty into it in high school too Mm. so I'm sure it was like an actual fragrance. It was probably like light blue. Yeah, something. (laughs) All the gay stuff. He still got it in the mall, but I think it was like better. It was a step above better for sure, (laughs) for sure. Um, and how what wait, what age were you that you came out? Um this so like this is the other this is the other part of the backstory. So I was homeschooled until I was a junior in high school. Kept at home. Latchkey Ooh. kid. Um and only my only like social life was through the church and I think that's uh, probably like why I was like so deep in it is because it was my only option. Yeah. Begged 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 from like the 3rd grade for my parents to send me to public school. All my siblings too. Uh, how many home, siblings do you? Have? To, uh, to an older brother and older sister. Um, and what's what's the adoption scenario? I'm Everyone, the only one who's you're adopted. You're the only one. Yeah. Okay. They had two biological kids and then they um, stopped having sex and moved to separate sides of the house and I think wanted a third kid anyways and maybe I was supposed to rescue something but it didn't work out. They they are now back in the same room. We never discussed it as a family. Ooh, my, my entire, my entire, like for 20 some years, they slept truly on separate sides of our house. I never once growing up saw my mom hug or kiss my dad. They only fought and then and I was not, and we were not allowed to bring it up. Whenever I would be like, this is weird. Why is this going on? They'd be like, it's none of your goddamn business. Um, and then, so that that's like. Oh my God. Yeah, weird. And then they sent me to this Christian therapist. I couldn't even, I brought it up in the Christian therapist's office and he was like, that's their life. We're not here to talk about them. We're here to talk about you. That's so insane. That's yeah. so insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I go home. They're back in the same room and they're they like love each other again. And I'm have like, what you the ever fuck happened? now been like- No, because we don't talk about anything. We like talk about like they they you know, they didn't even know I was on a television show. <laughs> so like that they is- um, and I love them and I know that they love me. It's just like we're at a, a an impasse and like, you know, we talk about like my niece and my nephew. We talk about like, you know, real stuff like they are interested in my house you know like i i talked to my dad about i'm gonna plant some tomatoes and he's a you know he was a farmer so like you know we talk about that and like that's our relationship um but so yeah so i asked i I finally pushed them to send me to public school um junior year they sent me within a month of going to public school tried weed Drank for the first time, sucked a dick for the first time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the whole nine. You yards. sucked a high school dick. I sucked 
so many high school. Yes, I, I had more. I had, I had wow. more boyfriends in high school than I have had as a, a fully grown adult man. Thank you, Chicago? MySpace. Thank you, MySpace. No, the fucking suburbs, man. Plainfield. The fucking like the like high school theater. I worked at Coldstone Creamery. I met a boyfriend there. That the Coldstone Creamery is like the Underground Railroad for gay teens. Like it is like, <laughs> like Do where they all end arms. up. Yeah. Um, you got you get to sing and serve dairy. Like what? And um, no, but I was like fully meeting guys on MySpace, like my age, and like would be driving towns over to like. Go on dates with them. I had like three and or four boyfriends in high school. That seems like well. Do you say you're though. like going to like Bible study? Well, I like before I came out. I part of it was so there was this one gay kid out at my school before me named Kevin, and I f- was friends with him. We never hooked up or anything like that, but um, and I would like write on my Zanga that I was like hanging out with my friend Kevin, and it was very clear that he was gay. And someone in my it was like. It was like live journal. journal, It was like live journal. It was like post MySpace and like sort of bridged the gap. It is like actually, and I looked, if you, a while ago, it doesn't exist anymore, but they let you download all your old posts. It was sort of the gap between like Facebook and like live journal because we all just, no one was journaling. No one used it as like a blog platform. Everyone just used it. I was just like, Shading people at my high school, like I would like write, I would just like write entries and be like, those people know what they did, and then people in the com, you would, people would comment and communicate via comments and be like, do you want to hang out tonight? And like, so it was like the early version of like a Facebook wall, basically. Wow. But anyways, a Facebook wall. I, I wrote about it in my Zanga. Bitch too. Someone in my youth group narked on me to the church leaders, and they it's and like they Joel's hanging out with they Kevin. could they could smell the fucking cum in the water. They knew I was gay because oh. I like I am who I am. Right. Um. And so they called me into the to a meeting, and they're like, "We don't think this is an appropriate person for you to hang out with, and <sighs> until you stop hanging out with this person, you're not allowed to come back to youth group because oh. we don't think it's a good influence." And I wasn't even out yet. Like I. I hadn't even admitted to my like I hadn't even told anyone or admit it probably even really admitted to myself that I was gay yet and I still was like fuck that I'm not coming back so I never went back and then like probably a couple weeks later I came out of the closet tearfully to Kristen Roeder at uh, 3B lunch the detail, detail oriented uh, <laughs> well it's like you never forget like that kind of stuff yeah how did your parents take you coming out? Were well, you their broken baby? Because I... they bought you and then you were like, okay. <laughs> they were like, they were where's, looking, the where's the warranty? I, feel like that's receipt, my, I was adopted too, so I feel like that to my parents sometimes. I mean, I definitely, it's so funny because like people, that is like a question I get a lot. And like, I just feel like the adoption part of it is like played so little to do with it. But um, I, did, I was out at school for a full year before they found out. Um, I talk about this in like an old standup, but like they read my journal um, the beginning of my senior year and it really it talked about all those dicks I was sucking and yeah. like all those boyfriends oh I was having God. and all the weed I was smoking and it was not good it was like fully nuclear for on both sides and I ended up moving out um, a couple weeks after that and then like couch hopping car living and then living with um, I had a class choir class with one girl this bitch named Sarah Casey she was like there were no like popular my school was really really big it was like so there wasn't like a click it wasn't like mean girl style where there was like one popular group but she was like a jock homecoming queen sort of that vibe Uh. and like i was like theater kid like that vibe and um 
you know, everybody knew that I was having problems. And she said one time she was like, you, you know, if you need a place to stay for a night, you can come and stay with me and my family. And I she was just saying it to be nice, showed up at her house. I was like, hey, remember when you said that thing? And she was like, fuck. Um, and her parents were like, you can't just invite strange boys to come and stay at our house. Um, but they let me stay the night. I spent that night like chatting with her mom. Like every little gay teen, I think one's like gay power is chatting with moms. Yes. Um, like that is it. Parents love And um, the next day they were like, hey, come back for dinner before you leave. Long story short, spent the rest of my senior year there. They bought me a car for graduation. They co-signed on my student loans. She's still my best friend to this very day. Um, spend every holidays with them. Um, and they're great people. And oh. twist, he is the Methodist pastor in our town. And... Oh. Um, and very progressive. But Methodists are progressive. Yeah, they, they, I mean, the, the whole reason there's a, I mean, in, if you're not following the Methodist news, but they, um, there's a schism in the church. They're like, oh, the, yeah, it's like Meth- a huge thing yeah, about gay marriage, right? Because, like, so uh, the Methodist, Did the United Methodist Church I don't think so. is um, a mm-hmm. global church. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they come together and they vote on certain things. And unfortunately, because it's a global church, like most of the United Methodist churches in the U.S. are like, yeah, like, let's let, let's ordain gay people. Mm-hmm. Let's, like, do gay marriages but there's some global branches of the church that are a little bit more conservative Mm -hmm. and are sort of holding them back and the gay thing was the thing that they were like okay i think we need to split and so that's why the split basically happened is so that u.s churches can ordain gay people and can affirm gay people work Um, methodists i know to go to a methodist church i'm proud of that yeah and your mom goes to a gay bar and goes do you know meatball do you know who meatball is and everyone says my mom walked around a gay bar in houston and like of course nobody who's at a gay bar in houston on a monday night is gonna know who the fuck i am that's not i actually was so disappointed when she was like i was showing them your facebook i think like deep deep drag fans not just drag race fans but people who are drag fans like would know who people like you or or like yeah. people like who well, are everyone's like, about to know who the fuck I know is. yeah I mean the world is about to know what yeah. if I just started naming stop. all of them stop <laughs> but <laughs> no I think it's like makes no. top four stop. Uh, no I mean, honestly I think out. it separates like because the thing is it's the same in comedy like people are like oh do you know Amy Schumer like yeah no fuck yeah. of course you do like no but like a lot of I people I forgot do- about her <laughs> but it's the difference between like Amy Schumer is like Alaska and then yeah. like you and me are like people who like if you follow comedy and you're on the up and up you probably would but have. I think a lot more people probably know who you are now because you're well, doing yeah, the sure, NBC sure, sure, show. Sure. Well, yeah. let's talk about all the TV let's shows you're on. No, 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 no. no let's keep talking this, about no, this. This is why we uh, wanted you here because you're on television. Sunnyside no, no, no. Yeah. on NBC, or, which is like uh, on, on Hulu. On Hulu, yes. Um, like and, soft canceled um, from network TV. <laughs> I don't put think that on, matters on anymore. Because no, it really does. Yeah, yeah. No, barely, people barely people who watch the show like would come up to me and be like oh I love that I watch your show on Hulu and or, and thought it was a Hulu show because they don't they don't distinguish when they're watching shit on Hulu most yeah. people yeah. don't distinguish like where it's coming from exactly um, so yeah so it wasn't like a huge thing it is it's like shitty but like not really that it didn't affect my paycheck you know <laughs> and, so and were you all because how many the, the you did a full season yeah. or there's more coming they, we did a full season we don't know if we're coming back because that's the thing like we'll either come back like there's no way they're going to put us back on network tv right um hulu might p- pick us up for a second season or peacock the nbc like streaming oh, service that's right. coming up, might pick us up i don't know what's going to happen we they technically could keep us in the dark about that until may wow. contractually which 
Who knows? Um, I don't know. But I'm sort of moving forward with my life and career as yeah. and not like really worrying about it. And so there's a bunch more episodes coming out, right? No. Oh, so it, no. it was uh, every, 10 episodes? All, or? all the, like, because of the way NBC did it, they did half season orders for every show. Got so it. like every show except for um, like... Uh, yeah, no, I think like maybe Superstore is the only one that got like a full season. People right. love Superstore. People Store. love Superstore. Superstore's Store. been on forever. Six four, seasons? Yeah. Four, something five. like that? Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, definitely past the like syndication mark, so right. those people are rich for life. Right. Um, but yeah, like Will and Grace got half season, like Brooklyn oh. Nine-Nine half season. So right. like it's, uh, Superstore is the only thing that like bridges, I think. They're like really, the uh, all those networks are just like, everyone's trying to figure it out. Everyone's trying oh, to figure Wild it out. Wild Very, West. Uh, CBS is like the only major network that's doing like the full 24 like episode orders that were, that we like grew up with. And basically. all those people are sitting at home watching it on their yeah, TVs. Yeah, man. Those it's those so shows weird. say what you will about any of those shows that we in LA or New York or wherever or major cities like have never seen an episode of Big Bang Theory. Those shows, man, are the only shows that people are still watching on TV. Right. And they pull in huge numbers or of like money. Or like Jag. Yeah. Or, or like, like CSI. Some, there's like five CSIs. One of them is ending soon and it's like a big deal. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> Law and Order SVU is on its twenty first. Yeah, it's season. The, is it, it's, is Law and Order surpassed like, ER as the longest running. Isn't Mariska Hargitay like the richest woman on television? She gotta be. Yes. I mean, she aside from be. Oprah. Has to be. Yeah. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted. Dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. When my fridge is stocked with Factor Meals, I'm like, oh baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm -hmm. Like, it is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, the mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm -hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this oh, is yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon shrimp truffle butter broccolini and asparagus and factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping cooking or cleaning up all you got to do is heat up and savor the good stuff customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle and we're celebrating earth day all month long with factor look out for the earth month eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals head to factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 and use code sloppy seconds 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 
20% off your next box. That's code SLOPPYSECONDS50 at factormeals.com slash SLOPPYSECONDS50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. Okay, so you're also in the Hulu family. You're on Shrill. Shrill, yeah. Oh, um, I love and that. And you play, we just talked about John Cameron Mitchell. Yeah, we were just talking about him. You uh, play his boyfriend. Uh, his husband. His husband, yes. sorry. His very down-to-earth, very humble yeah. husband, artist husband. Uh-huh, yeah. That must have been fun. I um, thought A.D. Bryant wrote that show. And she I was in the writer's room okay. for that show. She had a, a big hand in it. I mean, she's not, I think, like, I nobody thought- gets to, like... They are, they're always going to put like a seasoned writer with someone yeah. like that because they're like, you know, there's a lot of money going into it. But she, it's a lot of it is from between her and Lindy and Allie, the showrunner. Like it, it was a big collab and the, and the rest of the writer's room. But like a lot of it does come from at, um, 80s life. And she is an EP on that show. And let me tell you, it is not a vanity credit. Like she is like in her like phone, like running, like doing producing duties and uh-huh. like. I have never seen someone work harder on a show. I love that. And be stretched. Like, she just is, that is her baby. I'm so curious about the credit, like how the crediting is works because you also wrote on, uh, or you are a writer on Big Mouth, yeah. mm-hmm. but you're also, and you're also credited as a producer. Yeah, that's like, it's more so like a union, like pay grade sort of thing because there are people else. who are just credited as writers yeah but you've been on the show for yeah it's like a sh- it's like because of my seniority it's also because of like my past writing credits like it's it's just something i honestly it does not affect anything but my paycheck and it's more so something that like my agents and the producers like haggle about right. you know like because like the wga rules like if you are credited as x like you have to get paid this minimum or if you're a story editor you have to you know it's like it's right. like technical it's less about like my creative input like i'm there less than most of the other writers mm. and so like uh, you know it doesn't really change anything i don't have any power in the room right by any means yeah um, it's just like you know sort of contractual stuff and I feel like, I mean, it's been sort of, how long have you lived in L.A.? Two years. Well, Jesus oh. yeah. fucking Christ. So yeah. this has all Kill happened. Yourself. I mean, did you move here because you got these jobs? I, I moved here to write on the other two, and right. I was planning on going back to New York. So I've been coming back and forth sure. between, for, for work. stand up and acting. And yeah, and, and writing. And like I would do short stints in rooms while I was still living in New York for like pre-Trump. <laughs> so I like that's how I delineate de- de- delineate time now. Um, but but it just basically when I came came out here for the other two, I was like I finally had friends because that's the thing about LA is like when I first started coming out here for work, I was miserable. I would like LA is not like a so- super social city like right. New York is or even Chicago is, and like I would just like and if you don't know the spots to go to, you're going to Chipotle every day. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just like you gotta really know like where to go, and it right. took me years to build a friend out here and know this the like the spots to go so I wasn't going to Chipotle every day and then like by the time I came out here to write for the other two I was like I'm gonna be going back and forth so much anyways the quality of living out here yeah. mm-hmm. is it's so much easier to live here right yeah. when you know all that stuff than it is in New York and I love New York New York is the greatest city in the world but <laughs> It's so fucking the <laughs> that's too the against trial one at this of, table. of living there, like yeah. the the just the daily oh, it was awful. Well, living and the other there, thing is, I had is a great time. I like I I lived there for almost <laughs> six years, and at a certain point, 
you end up going to the same six places anyways. Yes. You're not taking advantage of uh-huh. living there. Right. And now when I go back for like a week or two to work, I'm like, oh, I should see a show or mm-hmm. oh, I should do this thing. You know, like I feel like I take advantage of of the things that New York has to offer way more than I, now that I'm like going back to visit yeah. and like Kiki and see friends and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I really wasted. I get kind of upset when I think about it because I was there for six years and I really wasted a lot yep. of the time there just like hanging out at home or going to the like therapy in the same fucking gay bars right. every weekend. That one uh, pizza shop to get a oh, meatball sub. Nino's Pizza. <laughs> it's now a Starbucks. <laughs> your other favorite place. Wait, so you're they... doing a lot of talk shit. Oh, what were you going to say? <laughs> I was going to ask <laughs> I have a very specific question. Okay. okay. What's the worst story that you... Okay, well, you were on Seth Meyers. Uh-huh. What does Kelly Clarkson smell like? Okay, here's here's the tea on Kelly. Amazing. Um, I know. I came like, yeah. um, filthy mouth, just like fuck, 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 fuck. Um, I I I I think like that's probably. Fu- I don't think she'd care that I said. But she like came to visit me in my dressing room beforehand. She's like, I'm sorry, I'm so fucking late right now. Like they're gonna fucking kill me because I like I need to get the fuck back in the makeup. Like, blah. and I was like, oh, okay. Uh, I love that. I do. I she was so down. To, and this is the other thing that I that I was like, okay, you're a real ass bitch because. The way she spoke to me, the way she spoke to the producers, the way she spoke to her makeup people, the way she spoke to Jennifer Hudson, exactly the same. There was I no like, that. she was not like changing her manner it, to speak to any, it was like everybody was the same level for her. She is just like there. Yeah. And you, and here's the thing. Like, <laughs> not as good as singing <laughs> as she is. The, um, the like my hair and makeup person um, was used to work um with her entire crew that works on the kelly clarkson show and they all um used before working on kelly that entire crew worked for steve harvey oh lord and they just like oh right because didn't her show take uh-huh, that spot uh-huh. right and and my hair and makeup person was like talking to her old friends and she was like they are all so happy they're just like <laughs> just like a breath of fresh and then my other favorite thing is kelly gives everyone a a unique quote unquote gift like she picks something to give every guest and the unique gift that I got was um, a, a record a vinyl of Christina Aguilera's OG album oh my <laughs> god yeah. it's the only album it's the only record uh, or piece of vinyl that I own and it's so funny it's just like sitting in my living room like <laughs> you're like I'll stream it would be it. better yeah. if she signed it <laughs> I know um, and it, it's so funny that it's like yeah, I'm gonna buy like a super expensive record player and just and never buy another one <laughs> just have Christina Aguilera's like, OG gave it to album. me yeah um, um, and what's the worst thing you've heard about Alan <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's a, a terror, a nightmare to work for. It's just so mean. I heard she got a waitress fired because her manicure was bad. That's the worst thing I've heard about. Jesus. I heard I've she heard actually hates stuff. dancing. Like, hates it. That tracks. Yeah. That absolutely tracks. But has to do it because of her show. I heard that she bought a guest a car to prevent them from doing another talk, daytime talk show. Is that the one when she bought Tiffany a car, but Tiffany didn't get it? No, I don't think it was that one. Did she buy Tiffany a car? <laughs> on air, and then Tiffany, like, very publicly was like, where's the car? You told Tiffany... me I get Haddish. Oh, Haddish. Haddish, yeah. He, like, bought her, or she bought him a car. <laughs> okay. My what gender. is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm having a stroke. <laughs> They're both women. Yeah. I'm having a stroke. <laughs> Wait, I want to talk to you about the other two. You guys already, did they shoot the second season? Is it um, coming back? I, I wasn't involved in the second season. Oh, it, you weren't? It is oh, coming okay. back, but... um, of I, Alan. There, that all, that <laughs> process started... Alan got you fired from the <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
Um, yeah, no, I'm not uh, in. I was not involved in the second season because okay. I was doing Sunnyside. It sort of like coincided Got when I started yeah. that whole process, so I wasn't able to go back. Um, I was asked though. I was yeah, asked to come we back. Got it. We got it. I was we asked we to come back. That um, didn't trigger your like hair dye no. scenario <laughs> and spiral <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> Uh, Why do the gays love to bleach their hair when they're like, this, this is not bleach. I, I like begged her. I was like, please not platinum. Um, it's not the message I want to send. Um, <laughs> I got to say, though, gay people in general, because I had the, a very distinctive haircut before uh-huh. um, that people very publicly hated and were felt very comfortable strangers telling me to my face who would who liked me. People who came to my shows and at meet and greets would say, or I was at World Pride. People would come up to me and horse me fucking disco. Be like, oh my God, I love your work. You're so funny. Why do you have this hair? And like would say, literally, I cannot tell you how many times I would say that. Or on Instagram, people would comment and be like, you're Just, so hot, cut your hair. Can you describe it? What was it? Your hair? It was a Caesar. Basically, it was an edgier, yeah. like sort of like modern take on a Caesar. That I, a modern take yeah. on a Caesar. And then Which I are did, very popular right now. Yeah. I, well, I, I, I had it for two years and that's part of why I cut it because I, I started seeing it. You know, and I was like, it's time to move on. It's time to move on. You developed it? Yes, yes, I did steal it from an ASOS model. Um, (laughs) I brought it in. I I literally found the ASOS model on Instagram, found like one of those new haircut posts, found his barber, and literally came in and was like, give me that same haircut. Wow. I remember the first time I ever got that, like, I guess it's a Caesar, but the, the like, short, Just a, yeah, straight a across. Bang, yeah. yeah, A turf bang. I was like, some I want what it. George Clooney had on ER. That's what I called it. <laughs> oh, wow. That's what I remember. He's, he, 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 kicked, had a Caesar. he kicked off that, that yeah. Caesar era, I yeah. think, as well. I could never have any fun haircuts. It's all just curly. You've had fun haircuts. Name one. Didn't you dye your hair like turquoise one I time? I did dye it blue, but I was going through something. <laughs> That's what we do. It's what, it's we, what do we do as gays. It's, it's a what part we of the do. family. But I did this. I did a show. In, I had shows in San Francisco. was doing a meet and greet. Two people felt beholden to be like, love this show. You're so funny. Why did you do this to your hair? And it's like, get out of here. It's amazing. It's amazing. Like... I feel like you maybe get this less because people are commenting on... Wigs? Like things that you have just put on to yourself, like yeah. the way you painted your face or your wigs mm-hmm. or whatever. But like th- that happens to me all the time, where they go yeah, like, "It's more personal." It's great, you. but why don't you blah about your physical appearance? Yeah. And you're like, "Okay, this is not what this is." Like, <laughs> this is get not your what picture and is. move along. Yeah, like, move along, Clarence. Um, wait, I want to talk about Billy Eichner. Uh huh. So when you worked with him on that show, first jo- per- first person to ever hire me. Uh, for really? like a real yeah TV was job. it for the true tv show or mm-hmm. when he was doing the youtube stuff prior? um it was for the true tv i started working on i think it was the last season um that he was on tv oh okay and then i've i've worked in he's been doing some of those like one-off youtube ones and he yeah. usually like convenes a room of like former writers whoever's around and i've been in a couple of those as well that's cool um and he's great um yeah. no like realty to give no not about a t no. i'm just curious like because like he to me is such an example of like what century are we in? 21st century yeah 21st it's yeah. like he really developed that like oh, 21st down to him. century me i know i'm <laughs> no, very no, dumb no joe 21st, 21st joe's very smart if you can't tell because <laughs> um, i know what century we're in <laughs> No, I want to give you the the compliment that you are articulate Thank because you. you you a lot of people say that and they just mean like oh I was I thought you were dumb <laughs> but you're actually I saw you do I think 
like an hour at UCB yeah. like a few months oh, ago. Right, yeah. And you like the amount of language that you're able to not only cram into a sentence, but a full hour without it feeling exhausting. I was like, he really has a grasp on oh. language and oh. how we like form. And even just the way you put sentences together can be, you know, very funny. Thank you. And that's, you know, that is like, that's unique. Uh, to the way you do comedy, which is, you know, other people are pulling voices or characters or doing whatever, and your shtick is, like, very smart. Thank you. Yeah. I, re- I actually, I, like, I really appreciate that, and I especially appreciate that coming from you, because you're someone I've admired for a long time. Before, literally before I started doing comedy, I remember seeing you at Salonathon and shit, and being like, in Chicago. In Chicago. Everyone yeah. talks about it. Yeah. And, you would have um, hated it. Probably. Really? Really? He would have hated it? Completely. I love because oh, it was performing it? for free. It oh, was, that's true. It was art- that's so Chicago. It was artistic expression. <laughs> Why do you think I? There I, were no I chairs. If it was back then, <laughs> I wouldn't have had a problem with it because I and I've stated it before. Worked for free for two years. Yeah, we all drag. did. Yeah. yeah. So I would have loved it. Yeah, I would have been happy to have been invited. Yeah, I guess. You know him better than what I do. What you think you about know, me? I don't know. But... I think that you're a fucking diva. I think you're like a prissy bitch. And really? this was not because you call me and you go, "Can you call the club and let them know that I don't want to go out the back door tonight because <laughs> they told me that there was gonna have to talk to three people out there and I don't want to do that." Listen, if I don't want to talk to people, I'm, talk to you. <laughs> I'm not paid to talk to you. You just asked me to email someone so you didn't have to. Yes. <laughs> But I then you book gigs around me so I don't get my cut, and then I have to email that. You know, I, I manage her. I did not know that. Yeah, it's a light, it's a light touch management. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of times it's just like me yelling at people. Yeah, and I go like, I'll, I'll get. I'll, I'll finesse them. this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is my excuse. I'm always like, you know, she just doesn't. She's not really good on email, so that's why <laughs> I do it. <laughs> I am bad at email. <laughs> oh my god, I'm like a grandma when it comes to the internet. Anyway, so you have a podcast. Yeah. Oh yeah. I so had a let's couple. let's well, talk yeah. about your couple because currently about... you do have a yes, podcast. Yes, I have Urgent a podcast care. called Urgent Care with uh, Mitra Jahari, who's a, a comedian friend of mine, um, and it's a call and advice show. Um, very chill and very um, most importantly, ev- like and something I can record every couple of weeks or and bank you can back a lot it. of yeah. episodes. Which you know, after my first foray into podcasting, I realized how important that was um, for someone who travels every weekend. Basically, I was just having this conversation because I produce Race Chaser, mm-hmm. and we have somehow I don't know how you guys never missed a week. I mean. A few months ago, Alaska Skyped in at two in the morning from her hotel room in Antwerp. Wow. And we talked about an episode of uh, UK, Drag Race UK, that had just aired the day before mm-hmm. in order to record. Like, somehow we have made it happen. But I, I, like, the weekly thing is a real challenge. The weekly thing is a real fucking challenge. I, I think, too, and I will say, like, the headgum is was a really great home for it, but they also like they really wanted us to be in studio and so it was it was always a little difficult to like do Skype in right. sort of situations and like yeah I don't know why Nicole and I thought we could do it <laughs> I really don't we I mean we talked about it like we'd been talking about it and like when I moved to LA like Nicole was like my drag race friend like I would right. go over to her house and watch so drag just race. to catch everyone up if you're listening we're referring to it was season 11 uh, it was no, All-Stars it was All Stars 4, yeah. And you and Nicole were tuck. meant to do What the Tuck, a weekly recap yes, show. a weekly recap show. Oh, where, a show that was airing at the time. Uh, yes. Uh, right. Of at the t- every Thursday night, and right. they, and they wanted us to record. Base they wanted to release it on Fridays, basically. <gasps> um, 
But that didn't happen. That didn't no, happen. that never happened. Right. Are you, like, at best Nicole we get it, barely made it to the podcast. Yeah, at, be, at best Neither we get it out on Sunday. Like right. at best, at best, at best. At and best. I remember there were like a couple episodes where it was like Mono and Matt Rogers. Yeah, it was I mean, just like neither of the <laughs> neither of the hosts could make it this week. Um, there were episodes where I wasn't there. Nicole was there. Were I think we together recorded maybe four <laughs> together in the same room. But I feel like, like that kind of turned into the shtick of yeah, the show. It was which yeah. was there sort were a of couple hilarious. of sticks of the show, and every single one of them infuriated the drag race base. Yeah. Every single one. Yeah, 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 Isn't yeah. it wild how uh, motivated that fan base it, is? I, that was the other thing where I was like, we did not anticipate how um, psychotic yep. some of the base could be. Yeah. Like, just like, because the thing is, it's like, I'm, I like, I've seen every season of the show, love the show, and like, you know, I'm on the Reddit, you know, mm-hmm. but like, I don't have an encyclopedic knowledge of that's every snatch game. And that is what some people want. And that's what some people have. And Nicole and I sort of approached it as like, we're two fans. Like we like the show. Neither of us have any connection to drag except, you know, Nicole's been on the show. Right. Um, and like, it it really was like getting slammed every week for like misremembering like who's one snatch game in season you know like they're like two. didn't you know Sharon sat in the first yeah, chair yeah, yeah. and you're like Whoa. um and I like and I it, I get it you know yeah. we there was a lot of factual inaccuracies on the show <laughs> but the thing that they hated the most was our bit that oh, started right, right, right. that started literally Nicole and I had. 15 minutes of free time where we both had to rush to the HeadGum studio. They're like, we need you to record a commercial for your show before we had even recorded the first episode. And we got on the mic and I was like, we are the first and only Drag Race podcast. Because we had just had this discussion where we were trying to name the show. And we kept looking through and we were like, oh my God, there are... So, so many, many drag mm-hmm. race podcasts. Like anybody can make one these days. And many people have. Right. And and we just thought it was stupid and funny to, to just like lie. Like both Nicole and I find lying very funny. Yes. Um and so and we thought it was clear that it was a lie because it's like saying the sky and is green. We're comedians. We're comedians. And we <laughs> but thought drag that race it, fans do not have a sense of humor about it. Well, <laughs> yeah. uh, not about drag race, certainly. And it was like, <laughs> we thought that by saying that we thought, because especially because Race Chaser was out yeah. and, and we both are fans of that podcast, we were like, oh, this is like such a clear lie that it could never be, t- It would. it's like lying about like the sky color, right. you know? It's like, yeah, no, everyone will know and read this as a joke. And so we said, we are the first and only Drag Race podcast. It can never be, it has never been done before, it has never been attempted, and here we are. And the, that people were so, so mad. Angry. Snitch tagging Willem and Alaska. <laughs> that was constantly. As though, as though Alaska and Willem Cared. Like didn't like we both they knew who we were yeah. like we had like community like it was so funny to me and then we had you guys come out to the yeah. live show yeah. you guys came on our podcast yes. like it was so clearly like and I think you guys even talked about it before yeah. like on your show yeah. I remember that episode and it's just like funny that people like really didn't and they were trying to further the joke on our yes, show yeah. they were like. Uh, these people are psychotic. They, you know, whatever. That is so funny. It's so funny. The podcasting world. Okay, so we so are going to take a quick break. Oh yeah, and then we'll be right black. We're back. 
And it's do you know time. Wicked? Do you know Wicked? Oh, of course. I were still. I still remember that purple CD that was burned oh. in black Sharpie. It said Wicked on top. <laughs> Kevin Gavile gave it to me, the ver- the first gay kid in my high school, oh. to bring it all back. Shut up, Kevin. Kevin, yeah. thank you. Really opened that door for me. Okay, up next is our segment, which we call Food Break. And I brought... I'm so excited for this because I'm so fucking hungry. Oh. See, I was like, I've heard you talk about... Not eating. Yeah, and what? hating to eat that. food. No, no, no. You take it, Ann. You can, I, I would never. Uh, I heard you talk about... Okay, so you... Uh, Don't like eating food on camera. Famously blend up all your food yeah. and add water mm-hmm. and drink it down. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. gross. Okay. Uh, (laughs) no chicken breasts usually just like two chicken breasts and water a couple cups of water blend 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 and then you can eat two chicken breasts in like less than a minute it's amazing and the reason you do this is because you don't like eating i have a i have a hard time it's it's i have a hard time eating the amount that i need to eat in order to not because i i want my body naturally wants to be a very very skinny Asian twink, right? That you see in the in the films, right? Um, and that you find on films. ASOS, yeah. you find their uh, right. <laughs> their barber. Um, and I can I, understand that. Yeah, you yeah. Like need to bulk up, or whatever. right, 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 okay. right. And it, yeah. it's just the amount. If like I could, and the, the other part of it is is like getting the amount of food that's like good food yeah. too that's like is just like chicken breast because like I could eat Del Taco every day mm-hmm. if I had if I you know just was concerned about like hitting a certain mark and I do if I'm traveling and I like know that I'm not eating like I'm under I'll just like say fuck it and go what is your do you, it's a calorie count that you try to hit it's um it's a calorie count and then if I it, like that's the first thing and then if I know if I have control over everything it's calorie and then like Protein is the second thing. And yeah, that's basically it. Sorry, we didn't mean to bring up your food issue. No, no, no. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. It's like the one thing in my life I can control. So yeah. Like, I like it's something I think that my I my issue with food is that it brings me so much joy. Me too. Well, that's the thing is that I don't. It's yeah. for me. It's very like utilitarian. Yeah, like, it's like my boyfriend does not eat unless he like absolutely has yeah. to. Like he doesn't care to be like, mm, this is delicious. You He'll see how like, he was I, able I like eating to brag socially about though. Having a boyfriend? Yeah, I got it. Because I got it. <laughs> I love yeah, to go socially. out to dinner with friends. Thomas, like I love. That. Yeah, I love a like bit. a good meal like that. But like if I'm at home alone, I'm like, oh, just I wish I could just like get this over with. Yeah, and, like, you're like Jerry. Because I also order can't postmates. cook. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. What's so snack. Well, I was at the grocery store last night, and uh. I saw this, and I'd never eaten it before. A dragon fruit. So I brought a dragon fruit. And I've never was, had one, I don't really? think. Really? I've seen it on, like, Top Chef. Yeah. So I brought, <laughs> I brought a knife. Oh, God. <laughs> From an Ikea knife. Love yourself. Get some good cutlery. Well, this was the cutlery I was willing to put into a bag. Right. And you've brought, oh, okay, you did bring more than one spoon. There are um, sporks, uh, there's oh, sporks, first of all. Sporks. And if... Uh, depending on this, your this makes me think of Taco Bell like beans yeah. and okay. cheese these oh are god. from Taco Bell oh god I love it <laughs> the sporks are from Taco I Bell I wish their meat wasn't horse meat so I, is it really that was the big thing a couple of years ago I like, love how you're so poised <laughs> I know he's like holding it he's like out. extended a pinky uh, he's ready so, are you gonna cut this yeah I googled how to do it and you it googled. says to cut it in half and, and then, then of course the mo- oh Oh no! Okay, okay. Is it supposed to be that color? I thought it was white. I thought they the were white. white ones are from Asia, and Me, the red when I ones get are fished. <laughs> <laughs> JK, JK, JK. And the red ones are from uh, South America. Okay. 
So this isn't a racist treat. Right, because then no, I Googled I pre- how to eat it and they I were like- I prefer South American. They were like, yeah. you can find- Esteban Vega, are you on there? <laughs> <laughs> they were like, you can find dragon fruit at any Asian market. And I mean, it was like, oh, that's the snack I brought for Joel. <laughs> like, <I'm> so fucked <laughs> up. <laughs> but, and then they were like, the red ones are from South America. Okay, good. So everything in- How much was it? I don't know, three bucks, four bucks. I got you it at- a mango at Gelson's is $7? I got it at Avon's. Seven ninety eight or something like that. So the idea is everything on the inside is fully edible. Oh, huh. I love this. Really? It's like it has no flavor. Well, <laughs> it's a it's acidic. It's like a little bit of like a kiwi with but less sweet. But like no flavor. It's got the seeds. It actually tastes a little bit more like a vegetable. Yeah. Like a like almost like a, like a root. root vegetable. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so. I actually think if you put a little bit of like honey or like sugar mm-hmm. on this, this would be delightful. They also mentioned online that the more like wilted and brown these little green guys are, the riper it is, which would mean it would be sweeter on the inside. Mm-hmm. These feel pretty wilted. This is a um, not brown though. This is what this segment is for. This is a soft potato. <laughs> Describe. I don't. I do not find it to have any flavor i agree i don't find it, it very flavorful. it sort of tastes like a radish almost yeah yeah like yeah. a less peppery like if a radish was a, like had a hint of sweetness yeah um but i i feel like the white ones might be sweeter i i, I know for a fact that the white ones have like actual flavor uh, not on you are sweater. playing with danger oh I really, no I, listen i knew when i bought this Here. white sweatshirt that it was over all of my um Damn. shirts have stains on them that's because you're Big old yeah, bag. and I'm bad at. Should oh, we actually get you some? Yeah. No, sparkling well, water. I'm out, so we yeah. gotta go get another. One. It's fine. I don't really care. <laughs> you want to do a Clorox wipe? Oh, maybe. Here, I'll just get another sparkling. Oh wine. yeah, and there's a little on your um on the tie. Ooh, you really wow. fucked oh, up. And this podcasting is podcasting an... famously a visual medium. Here's an um, unrelated stain. Yeah, I know. It's already <laughs> over. You think I dressed up for you, people? Um, for you, people. We were rewatching season four, uh, with Willem mm-hmm. on Race Chaser right now. Yes, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm remembering so many things that to me stand out as like really memorable quotes. And one of them is when Dita and Willem are in Untucked, and Willem just goes. Was that stain on your top when you walked on the runway? Oh. Like so shady. And as we're rewatching it, he's really saying he's going like, um, he's going like, I was such a dick. I was really just trying to Did make good he TV. Not realize that? No, he go. He says that he was trying to make good TV. Yeah, and not and be, he was. Willem he was is one of the most memorable TV. characters from that season. I know. I um, I I really like um Willem. In hindsight, more than I think I liked him while I was watching that season. I was a huge fan of Willem during um, that season. I like love everything, like all his post stuff, and like when I rewatched it, liked it a lot. But I also had like a weird late coming relationship to the show, and I think it um, might have been more exciting to watch that season had I watched it when it was airing because I, I the first TV um, time I ever did stand up on TV was for. Bianca Del Rio's comedy cabaret in Gay Ski Week Aspen. It was on Logo. Oh, oh right. I remember that. And um, they ha- and I opened for her, and I was I, they showed like four minutes of my clip. And I before I went, I was like dating this guy, and I was like, uh, yeah, I'm opening for this drag queen Bianca Del Rio. And I had like known about Drag Race; it had obviously been in like the ether of like my gay world. But I just like I don't know, like 
in Chicago, was super poor, didn't have a TV. It was like back then, it was impossible to try oh, yeah. and find you it online. You couldn't find it anywhere. You it, had to go to the bar. Yeah, and like so, I wasn't like the, in it, and like, but he was like, "Oh, we have to watch it." So I binged before I got there because I knew I was meeting Bianca. Binged all of season six so that I could like at least know who I was like right. this big celebrity Ugh, was, the worst and then season. like. And then six was a great season. I think your first season, you always remember it really much more rosy because I I remember I actually remember crying when Trinity K. Bonet ex- excelled at the stand up challenge. And I was like, well, I'm in. I'm in because this narrative <laughs> has hooked me. They were they are good story editors yeah. mm-hmm. over there. They know how to and, manipulate. Um, then I so, so then I went back and I did four, five, seven, eight aired. And then I did one, two, three. Oh, no, actually. I just did one recently. I did two, three because they buried one before. Yeah, they didn't. It, want it was one only show. until BB came back that they were like, "Okay, we should." Yeah. Let the world yeah. see this. One um, is wild, and you know, up until like a week before one, or maybe two weeks before they started filming one, the concept was a drag queen and her, her best assistant. Judy. Really? Yeah, yeah. So it was supposed to be you were going. It in was as a, a team, team, and then the drag queen would walk the runway. But it would be a team. It was a team effort to make the challenges happen. And then they cut that. Huh. Because yeah. up until most of the girls like had a best friend ready to go with that. Oh, yeah. Crazy. I guess it makes sense because Rue is like. Well, and that whole thing is a proof of concept. I mean, like yeah. they basically got the go ahead to shoot 10 episodes, but then they were trying to figure out how to make it the best thing to then come back for a second season. Yeah. And like, you know, all that fucking tea, like Angina left to go to court. She had to go to court for something. She's back. She, she's she, coming back, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, we all like in terms of Reddit, we know she's coming back. But oh, like, I'm, I'm happy that I, I, co- I have to continue to say I think so. Okay. <laughs> oh, because you're associated with 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 something in which we can't give spoilers. Right, right, right. Does Shay Kule win? No, I don't want to hear anything. <laughs> wait, you know I went to high school with Shay. Really? Yeah, we're friends. I love Shay. They're friends. Um, Shay and I were in a production of Little Shop of Horrors, <gasps> Little where Shop. I played Seymour, and Shay was the voice of Audrey too. Isn't that funny? I could see that. Did you see the, the one the they did up here? Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah, I, I did. saw it too. Um, I thought MJ was far better than she needed to be, and I, I expected her to be. Um, I thought it was a little miscast otherwise. I agree. Like it was like. I felt like they were going for a concept. They went for a concept, but then it was sort of like I still didn't quite get what the concept yeah, was. I hated the puppetry too. Oh yeah, it was like a really stylized uh, puppet. You sort the, of like just do the thing that. Yeah, th- but this is successful. the one thing I ask. The one thing I ask: Have Audrey Two's mouth move when it talks, and they didn't do it. Did, Wait, was Amber Riley there? Yes. Okay. She, the girl was backstage on, on on a god mic and came out in the end in sweats to do the cu- curtain call. And I was like, respect. She respect. did not bow when I was there, which <gasps> oh. makes me think that it was a recording. Well, I also saw a preview, so she might have dipped after like once a it couple opened. weeks. Yeah, like once it opened, she might have dipped. Because it's possible that. It could just be a recording, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess, but it's less fun. I mean, this this is the other thing about that production is that like it really makes you re- realize how few songs Audrey Two has because the whole time you're like, oh, you have the best singer in this entire cast mm-hmm. waiting, only has two songs, <laughs> right? Like you, you, just, you know, like you don't realize it. I'm and then very you're confused. Like, oh. The puppet didn't speak. No, no the she puppet like speaks her head. It's like it just wasn't a puppet, a plant puppet that had like lips. 
So it was just sort of a like a, a disembodied voice, yeah. and the and the puppet would sort of like shake when it was talking. No. And I was like, absolutely not. You know what I like is the one that Vicky Vox did over in the UK, where she was Aubrey, Audrey, Aubrey, uh, Aubrey, Aubrey O'Day. She was Aubrey O'Day. She was Aubrey O'Day <laughs> in this musical. Very damaged. She was the on stage. Yeah, yes, she was yes, on yes, stage yes. In full drag, and then she would slowly it grow and get I bigger saw and pictures bigger. from it, and it looked incredible. Yeah, and I was like, why wouldn't you do that if you have Amber Riley there? Yeah. Well, maybe because she couldn't do the whole thing, and oh, she had right. to do. A recording. Can. Michelle Williams is a very <laughs> okay. And she also has a very deep voice. When Jesus say yes. When Pasadena calls you can't say no. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, it's time for our final segment, which is called Fuck Talk. In which we talk yes. about a fuck story. Okay. Um, and I have sort of a um a specific line of questioning for okay. you. I love this. That relates to a fuck story that I will oh, tell. Okay. Um less connected than I think you just jumped okay. to the conclusion. Did y'all fuck? No. Okay. Uh I was recently at um it's not a bathhouse, a sex club. Uh-huh. I was recently at a sex club. Okay. Which one? I'm not gonna say. Was it in LA? No. Is it by an airport? No. Okay. I, I know that one. <laughs> in LA by an airport? Yeah. Yeah. Um and so I was there. I was, you know, I was there for a few hours. I was sort of making my rounds, mm-hmm. sucked a couple dicks. And I was talking to, or and I wasn't how I was talking to, but I sort of cruised this guy. I was watching him like fuck someone, and then I walked away. And he came over and uh, s- sort of like presented his ass to me, and we started making out, whatever. And then I started fucking him. We were like in the corner of this room. This guy came over to me and started watching us, and he was really hot, and he mm-hmm. sort of got close. And then I started making out with him while I was fucking this other guy. Yeah, familiar with that scenario? Okay. Yeah. And then some other people sort of descended on the guy that I was making out with. And then they started, you know, and sort of they went off and did their own thing. And um, then the guy I was with, we sort of like finished what we were doing. And then I left. Then I received a message on Instagram that said, great to see you. And it was the guy that I had made out with. (laughs) And I wrote back. Oh, I guess we did more than see one another. And he he just like wrote like a winky face, like a coy winky face. So obviously I'm at a sex club. Yeah. Like obviously I'm going to be interacting with people that I find hot at the mm-hmm. sex club. That's like the moment to be hot. That's also the moment where it, when I saw you do stand up, you mentioned that you had the holy trinity of gonorrhea. <laughs> you were yeah, like, that was that moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was true. Um, We've all been there. Well, maybe you have not. Um, and so I was like, okay, th- you know, like you're, you're, you're being slutty. You're having your the time of your life, whatever. But the, like the message on Instagram was like, that felt like wild to me. And so is this was someone that you had a prior relationship? Never with? met in my life. Oh, but Just they clearly follow me, yeah, knew yeah, who yeah, I was. Yeah. But we go over this all the time. But they I didn't. Think there's a certain level that you get to that you can't just be at sex clubs anymore. Unless you just want to be. Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts? Uh, it, Do you experiences? Same yeah. Thing? I like, yeah, I was just at Spartacus and fucking um, 
Puerto Vallarta, which is like a, a great spa, like a bathhouse situation. And I still go, I think, um, and also recently, um, my entire set of nudes was like, is like on one of those message boards oh, that I found no. out. Yeah. In fact, by the time this airs, I don't know if they're going to be, t- have been taken down or what, but like, do you have like people who can get them taken yeah. down? Go off. I like uh, immediately, but like the thing, like they haven't. I like as of a couple of days ago, they weren't. I'm not like super concerned about it, a because like the reviews were fine. Um, yeah, you know, sure. nobody was being <laughs> shitty, but like, and also like professionally, it's such a part of my brand that yeah. like it doesn't like my manager was like, yeah, I don't think this really hurts you. And like, no, it's like TMZ isn't reporting about it or yeah, anything like that. Right. So it's not, I, I'm not that big. Uh, I'm sure like if Which I Which is good because when you get that big, it's sort of like that's old nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like it, it's such a big part of my brand that I don't feel uncomfortable being there. It does like irk me sometimes when I like think about, no, I, I I don't have any weirdness about going to those spaces or sex spaces. Like, cause like, uh, do you go to Ospinoff ever in LA? Yeah, I love Ospinoff. I love Ospinoff. I'm Ospinoff queen. I've never seen you there, so I I, I take your review. I've been, um, but um, I'm in it's the. It's not your crowd. It's not my crowd. I'm in that dark room every time. I, I always pop in, you know, just, just to, to see. see what's going. Just on. to see, and and like I've been fucked and fucked and and sucked and all this, all the things in that room before. And it is a little weird in LA because you like are seeing your friends in there sometimes, right. and you're just like doing your best to avoid eye contact with them. Um, and that's weird, but like ultimately, like I'm pretty like okay with it. My weird thing is is that there are definitely people in this city and in other gay spaces who have never remembered my name, clearly have no interest in me socially, uh, and then will see my blue check mark on Instagram or someone will tell them that I'm on television and suddenly they get very flirty or sexual. Sure. And that makes me feel like shit. Because yeah. I'm like, I don't, like, it. And I, and then, you know, my therapist actually told me, he was like, you know, for some people, like, success is sexy, and so you shouldn't take that necessarily, like, personally, like, if that's, like, another factor that they're, like, sort of triangulating in their brain when they're deciding what's making them horny, then, right. like, your success maybe is not it. it. But for me, it always just feels like... What do you, I, like, I don't know. I want to be. Where do you go from Well, yeah. I also think that's probably because maybe for you, it doesn't, success doesn't no, factor yeah, in. No, yeah, exactly, yeah. And so you're like, that's weird. Yeah. But if you were like, no, I find guys who own rich mansions hot, right. then, you're, then you're like, yeah. But it also does make me feel like, are you in this for the story? Or are you, like, mm-hmm. do you just, like, and again, like, I I know that I am, please do not write in the, I'm a DD like e-list celebrity gay celebrity at best That's you know like dungeons I, I, and dragons yeah. on I have, ecstasy <laughs> i have no illusions about be, i'm like i'm not billy eichner you no, know but like, you're but like gamus yes That's exactly in gay spaces some people might know who i am especially if you're like a gay asian person you might right. know who i am but like it does make me like it's like yes, oh god like love your work <laughs> it makes me more aware of like what the reviews will be about my performance Sure. Afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it makes me be like, oh yeah, I, I hooked up with Joel Kim Booster and he was X Y Z or something like that. Like that, it puts me in that headspace, which for me is like deeply a boner killer. Like I don't right. want to have to be thinking about that of like what the like mythology of my sexual performance is going to be. Totally. Forward. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it's like weird because then I have to think about like you know like I am verse. <laughs> 
Uh, put it on a bumper sticker. It's annoying. It's first. it's annoying to have to like talk about it, but I think it's racialized and it's like um a, be when people are like you're a bottom, you're a bottom, you're a bottom. Uh, sure. And I hate yeah. and it's so ugly and annoying to get defensive about bottoming because here's the thing I love to bottom right. there are guys mm-hmm. that I love to bottom for and there are probably a smaller minority it's getting bigger as I get older of guys that I love to top too but like right. it's always weird to me when I like somebody knows who I am and then I bottom for them I always like have this weird thing now where if I know that they know who I am I'm like we have to switch we have to switch and it's like it, it takes it out of a sexual space. Uh, like it takes it out of like you're like I'm managing my brand. It, yeah, it's like it takes it. It takes it out of like oh like because like there are some guys that like I just like the chemistry yeah. makes me want to top, and uh, a lot more guys that the chemistry makes me want to bottom. But then like it's like immaterial of the chemistry if someone's like right. aware of who I am because I'm like you know exactly what you said managing the brand and that's like fucked up and annoying. Completely. Like, I, it like it's ruining sex for me in some cases, but. Well, you gotta get yourself one of those hoods. Yeah, I know. It's always, but it, but then there's. <laughs> you know like, about that? No, what? Have you ever been yeah. to a sex party where someone is just wearing like literally its eye holes in a mouth hole? Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're like walking around like living their full life. Everyone's hooking up with them. The tattoos. Like, yeah, I was about to say, but yeah. you can always tell Sean Morales' tattoos. <laughs> But there's no right. There's like there's no winning though, because sometimes guy I'll hook up with a guy, and then like post quarterly he'll like roll over and be like, "By the way, I know who you are." And uh, I'm like, "Well, oh, now that's this, the worst." I was like, "You actually have to disclose that information before we hook up." Like, and that's happened like, so many times. Yeah, right? they roll over and they're like, "So is your character on Sunnyside a millionaire <laughs> or a billionaire?" One time I rolled over and saw a picture of myself on their wall. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. And I like posted it and I was like, "All oh, this whole fucking time you didn't even say anything." Uh, oh my. God, I think about that. Just going back to my joke that I just said about your character on Sunnyside, I think about that all the time because I watch that show and you guys, all the humor is like, we're so rich, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And then I just find myself fantasizing about being that rich. Yeah. Do you find yourself in that world all the time? Um, because the jokes are like, I guess we'll hop on the jet. Yeah, not really. Um, it was like so cartoony <laughs> and like money is like, I, I don't know. I grew up like poor and like I am not one of those. Um, I think there's like two sort of pathways when you grow up poor and become successful. You either become like sort of like fully embody the fantasy right. and like are like I'm rich now and blah 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 and like right. but I I are you squirrel it away in a retirement fund yeah I'm like more like I don't know like I feel like the world's ending I'm not like I'm so like that person who like I don't know I, I like to pay for my friends to do things with me right. because mm-hmm. like it's no fun like if I can go to Port, yes, I can afford to go to Puerto Vallarta, but if I'll, some of my friends can't, like, it's no fun. So, yeah, like, let me pay for it. Mm-hmm. Like, and don't be weird. Like, it's not like, I don't, like, just let me pay for it. Right. Like, it's it's cooler. Like, let, let me get, and it's just like, I don't know, like, because I feel like sometimes, like, people who grow up poor and then get money have, like, this weird sense of justice of, like, I it's mine. I worked for this. It's mine. Right. And you uh... could you could have done it, too, but. It's mine. Hopefully it's like, soon it'll be Bernie's. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so did you have any crazy sex at the sex club in Puerto Vallarta? I did I did not have actually that crazy sex at the sex club in Puerto Vallarta. I did have crazy sex um on New Year's Eve. First time I ever had sex on New Year's Eve. Which is like one of those holidays. It's like your birthday and and New Year's Eve are one of those like days where you put so much pressure on yourself to get have good sex yeah. like and get laid. I've never been laid on my birthday, by the way. 
never oh. i've never had birthday sex um which is tragic but yeah. like i think it's partially because i put so much like emphasis on it happening yeah um but yeah i was at this like party that was like a spa like a retreat like and it was a circuit party that they happened to have on it and there was all these like little like places where like you overlooking a cliff where people are supposed to meditate normally where people were just getting fucked and like <laughs> oh, I love um, that. yeah I know I was like I love imagining like the white woman who's like sitting here the next day like <laughs> just like in a pool of where cum. yeah exactly <laughs> um and I met these like these two guys from Guadalajara and two of the hottest people I've ever seen in my entire life um and one of them and both of them seemed a little crazy, which I like oh, for I a vacation. That. You got, you gotta, <laughs> you, you gotta to. like somebody who you like are like, will f like, I was like, oh, at one point during, um, uh, like the, us like sort of like dancing and hooking up, he was, I was like, oh, I just moved to LA. And there was something in his eyes where I was like, if I had told him that one more time, I bet he would, you know, like <laughs> that kind of crazy, <laughs> that kind of crazy is something that I am like so drawn to, um, uh, <laughs> and fear. But um, yeah, we had um, really good sex and uh, they are in a relationship and they're open and when they play together, they only top. And I was like, oh, I like I did Molly tonight and it was mostly meth. So I think like I'm not really like <laughs> in the space to um, do that. And he was like, it's cool. We can just do it in the shower. And I was like, oh, oh OK. And like I was like, but that's not necessarily comfortable for me. Um, but OK. And then they like. They were. I've just never met two people so unconcerned about shit on their dicks in my entire life. <laughs> oh just like my never, God. never in my entire life have I met two men who were just like so unconcerned. Some about people me. out there like it. I I I didn't <laughs> get that Teresa. from it. I didn't get that from it. But I just got this like like they were just like into it. Yeah. I don't know. Like they it, like, like they, just didn't they were like just like go in the shower and come back. And I was like, okay, but like this is just gonna keep happening. <laughs> like they're like it's okay. They're, they're like, like yeah, it's fine. It's okay. And I was like, all right, okay. Um, and that was that. Um, That's so funny. But it was great. Yeah, they're sweet boys. They're signing a lease. Sweet boys. Coming here soon. Couldn't, uh, my Spanish, like, as we got progressively fucked up, their English got worse and my Spanish got worse. <laughs> and so it was just, like, so funny to, like, communicate different things. Like, like him coming and being like, don't they don't they and I was like uh and like trying to like, <laughs> like here yeah. like, in my mouth la facha yeah <laughs> so like, go to the shower again clean up <laughs> good yeah you better nice. you better do it ring in the new year yeah that's not a ringing endorsement for pure for men I guess I guess it's more of a it's less about the pure for men not working and more, more about, about the, the meth yeah, yeah. <laughs> the meth laced molly yeah it's all a little bit meth. You got to be careful with that. All right. Well, seems like we've come to the end of the episode. Wait, you haven't said anything. <laughs> I don't have one this week. She's oh, in she's a in relationship. a relationship. Yeah. And uh, I don't think we have time for a voicemail. No, we don't. Yeah. I'm sorry, whoever you were gonna hear. It was gonna be a great story about dentures. Ooh. Oh, It'll happen again soon. Yeah. Um, Joel. Yes. Where can people find you? Um, they can find me at I hate Joel Kim. Um, those are all my handles. They can listen to Urgent Care, uh, which is um, uh, where anywhere where podcasts Sunnyside the whole season's on Hulu. Watch Big Mouth on Netflix. Um, if you're in Madison, Wisconsin, go off. I'm here. I'm here. I'm in your city, babe. Two sh uh, two shows tonight. Two shows tomorrow on Saturday at Comedy on State. Please. And be crazy and act like you don't know who he is. Yeah. It'll get you <laughs> <in>. Yay! <laughs> 
Um, great. Meatball. Uh, you can find me at Spiciest Meatball on Instagram or Fat Drag Meatball on Twitter. Just, I'm on there just dragging people lately. It's been fun. Uh, follow our show at Sloppy Pod, and you can send us an email at sloppysecondspod at gmail.com. I'm Big Dipper Jelly on everything. And that's it. We're done. We did it. We did it. Thank you. Bye. Better lit up forever. Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball is a forever dog podcast. Executive produced by Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our logo art was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey. Forever. <laughs>